Good evening, brilliant women. I am so excited to hang out with you tonight. We are seven days, one week out from Thanksgiving, and I'm already declaring that you are going to have an absolutely wonderful time celebrating a day that we've established just to be thankful, to have a spirit of gratitude. If you're going to be celebrating with your immediate family and your household, if you're going to be celebrating with extended family or friends or co-workers, or if you decided you need a day of solitude and you're going to treat yourself to a suite somewhere or order room service, no matter what you're going to be doing, God deserves your gratitude. He deserves your gratefulness. And I'm excited to minister to you today. The assignment that I was given by our creative team was to do a whole episode about recipes and table settings and folding napkins. And I was so excited when they asked me to do it because we were talking about um, Thanksgiving service. If you come back here next Thursday, we're going to have something playing for you for Thanksgiving. And we were talking about that. And I said, oh, Pastor Vita, you should do something because everybody who knows me knows I love hosting. It's one of my spiritual gifts, hospitality, love hosting. I love having people in my home, love setting tables, love cooking, love watching people enjoy my food, love all of it. And I was so excited about that idea. And as I was praying and asking God, you know, what do you want me to share? Do you want to be healthy side dishes or the best mac and cheese ever or the best banana pudding ever or sweet potato pies or cranberry punch or what do you want me to share? God said, they can get that stuff off the internet. I want you to preach the word. <laughs> so I'm going to minister to you tonight the word of God, but we're going to do it in such a fun and lighthearted way that you're going to have such a good time. But I'm still going to be obedient to our creative team. And I'm going to offer you menu suggestions and photos of table settings, all of that in the Flow Church app. So at the end of tonight's service, the hosts and greeters are going to post the link for you to download the Flow Church app if you don't already have it. And then I want you to go into the app and request to join the Brilliant Women group. And in there, I'm going to post recipes. I'm going to post some, some of the notes from tonight I'm going to share in there. I'm going to post a couple pictures of table settings and all that stuff. So I'm still going to give you those things. Forgive me, creative team. But tonight, I want to minister the word of God to you. And I'm still thinking about what the title is. So in the middle of the message, I'm going to go, aha, the title for tonight is this, because I'm not quite sure what to call it. God gave me the content, but didn't give me the title. And we're going to begin in Psalms 9, verse 1. And if you listen to the Study of Plot Thrive podcast, and I sure hope you do, it will bless you. And it is a great evangelism tool. I had a family member call me earlier this week and say they were dealing with X, Y, and Z. And I said, you know what? I'm going to send you a couple podcast episodes. And they listened to them and they text me back and said, thank you so much. This is just what I needed. So it's for you, but it's also for evangelism. And so I said all that to say that last week's episode, I taught from this particular scripture. It was the scripture that we're study applying this week so that we can thrive in it. And in Psalms chapter one, chapter nine, verse one, it says, I will give thanks to the Lord with my whole heart. I will recount all the wonderful deeds that he has done. I will recount all the wonderful deeds that he has done. And so we're in November. It's the time of gratitude. I've been doing a 30-day gratitude challenge. If you follow me on social media, you see me posting every day the different things I'm grateful for. And I hope that you are practicing gratitude as well. But one thing that I love about Psalms 9 is this psalmist is saying, I'm going to give thanks to the Lord with my whole heart. But he says that I will recount 
all of your wonderful deeds. And we know that the Bible says that we come into his courts with thanksgiving and enter into his presence with praise. And so thanksgiving and praise and worship is one of the ways that we get into the presence of God. It's one of the ways that we can begin to, because God's presence is always with us, but it's one of the ways that we become sensitive to his presence. It's a better way of saying it because God's presence is always with us. But a heart of gratitude, a heart of thanksgiving, uh, um, offering of praise and an offering of worship makes us sensitive to the presence of God. And whenever we can sense God's presence, there is automatically a, a sense of peace or a sense of comfort, a sense of joy, a sense of belonging, a sense that everything's going to be okay because our heavenly father is going to take care of us. But look what the psalmist says. He says, I will recount all of your wonderful deeds. And so he's making a connection here that our time of being grateful or our gratitude is something very intentional. He doesn't say that the spirit of the Lord becomes upon me. He doesn't say that, um, I'm going to be overtaken by a feeling of gratitude. It doesn't say that all of a sudden uh, Thanksgiving is going to rise up in my spirit and my heart. He says, no, I'm going to recount or I'm going to be intentional about thinking and remembering and calculating and measuring and just giving God credit for all his wonderful acts. And so based on this, we understand that a miscalculation of God's goodness a miscalculation of God's wonderful deeds, a miscalculation of how blessed you are, a miscalculation of how fortunate you are will cause you to miss the presence of God. And this holiday season, you don't want to miss the presence of God because you are unwilling to be grateful or unwilling to have a heart of thanksgiving or unwilling to sit down and say, okay, wait a minute. I came home from work and the house is in complete disarray and there are dishes in the sink and there are toys over there. And if I step on one more Lego and the cereal is all throughout the house and there's no toilet paper on the roll, why didn't they replace it? And there's no soap in the soap dispenser, can't wash my hands. You could go through the house and you can do that or you can recount and say, God, I thank you that I have a home, that the electricity is on, that the water is running, that the reason why this house is such a mess because the family that I prayed for and the children that I believed you for and the spouse that I asked you for is here making the mess. And so instead of me focusing on everything that's not right, God, I'm going to recount your goodness. I'm going to recount your blessing. I'm going to recount all that you've done because I don't want to miss your presence. And so in Numbers chapter 11, we see the people of God missing his presence because they didn't know how to recount. They miscalculated. So it's Numbers chapter 11, verse uh, one through three, it says, and the people complained in the hearing of the Lord about their misfortunes. And when the Lord heard it, his anger was kindled and the fire of the Lord burned among them and consumed some outlying parts of the camp. Then the people cried out to Moses and Moses prayed to the Lord and the fire died down. So the name of that place was called Tabera because the fire of the Lord burned among them. 
So here the people of God, they prayed for God to deliver them from slavery. They prayed for God to deliver them from that job, from that relationship, from that health issue, from that old house, from that old car, from that old mindset, from the old way thing. They prayed and asked God to deliver them. But when they got to the next place, the place of freedom that God brought them to, when it didn't look like what they wanted it to look like, it was exactly what they needed. But then it, when it didn't look like what they wanted, they began to complain and it angered God. We don't see too many um, examples of God being angry in the word of God, but this is something that angers him when we forget his goodness. And it's one thing to forget his goodness just on the inside, but when we open up our mouths and begin to complain after all that God has done for us, we begin to complain. That's a miscalculation that will cause us to not be in tune with his presence. And here it says that fire came down. God said, oh, you want to be mad, do you? Oh, that's what we're doing today. Let me show you an example of mad. Your madness cannot measure the madness of almighty God. Your complaining cannot measure the fury that I am able to show you. Let me give you, remember your mother used to say, let me give you something to cry about. God said, let me give you something to complain about. And he allows the fire to come down. And then the people of God, and this is nobody that you know. I'm about to give an example from the word of God. Nobody that you know. So they get themselves in a situation because of their complaining. They are responsible for what's going on. They're responsible for the fire. They're responsible for the discomfort. Because instead of being grateful, instead of a heart of gratitude, they began to complain before Almighty God and the fire comes down. But then in verse 2, it says, Then the people cried out to Moses. So instead of crying out to God and repenting and saying, God, I'm sorry, God, we missed it. God, we thank you for the manna that's falling from heaven. We thank you for the stream that we can drink from. We thank you for these trees that give us shade. We thank you for this, these, this grass that gives us a little bit of softness when we lay down at night. We thank you for the mist that cools things off in the morning. We thank you that you have not allowed anything to come and devour us. We thank you that we're safe, but God, we thank you most of all for delivering us from slavery just as we have asked. Instead of going to God, they go to somebody else. So they get themselves in a situation and now they think it's somebody else's responsibility to get them out of the situation they got them into. So they go to Moses and they cry out to Moses and tell Moses, you know, what's going on to them? Moses prays to the Lord. Moses understands that the answer is going back to God. Moses prays to the Lord and the fire died down. Now they had the same authority to go to God and pray to God, but they go to the man of God because their complaining made them miss the presence of God. Their complaining made them miss the presence of God. And so the opposite of having a grateful heart is being a person who complains. And then not just a person who complains, a person who complains and then it's everybody else's fault and it's everybody else's responsibility to fix what you've done. Hmm. Again, I said, I'm not talking about you. I might be talking about somebody you know. So just take notes so you can pass it to your friend when you see them later. 
It's one thing to be a complainer, but it's something else to it to be everybody else's fault or that people have to fix it for you, that you expect that because you have a mad face, everything around you is supposed to change or because of all these other things, you can't do that and have a grateful heart at the same time. Pastor Vita, why are you talking about this? Because it's Thanksgiving time. It's Thanksgiving season. It is an opportunity for you to have a gratitude lifestyle, a gratitude mindset, a gratitude attitude. I was trying to get away from rhyming, an attitude of gratitude, but here I am. I'm there anyway. And you're going to have Thanksgiving next week with family, with friends, with your cat, with your dog, with the football team, with whoever. And guess what? Everything is not going to be perfect. Things are going to happen. So I want you to think about Colossians 3, chapter 2, where it says, set your mind on the things that are above, not on the things that are on earth. I want you to set your mind that when you go around your family or when your guests come to your home or when you go around your cousins or your coworkers, or your friends, or if you decide to go and, and feed the homeless, or if you decide to go and pack meals for the hungry, whatever you decide to do, I need you now, a week in advance, to set your mind or set your affection because I am not being prophetic. I'm just extremely intelligent. I can tell you right now that everything on Thanksgiving is not going to be perfect. And y'all can jot that down. And so knowing that, going into that, I want you to be in Psalms 9, not in Numbers 11. So let's go through for the rest of our time together so we don't have fun. Let's go through some fun examples of what you need to set your affection for because I guarantee you, I have a list of 10 things and I can guarantee you that at least four or five of these things are going to happen for you. And now if you're in the chat right now, I want you to put in the chat, don't trip. I need you to set your affection right now, set your mind right now that you're going to have gratitude, that you're going to have a heart of thanksgiving, and no matter what, I am not going to trip. Number one, people are going to be late. I know your family said dinner was at four o'clock, or maybe they said dinner was at five or six o'clock. I know that they, that's what they said. People are going to be late. Now, it might be the person who's bringing the macaroni and cheese. It might be the person who's bringing the potato salad. It might be the person who's bringing the ice. And if you have been assigned to bring ice, you better not be late because there's a reason they want you to bring ice and not something else. So the least you can do is get there on time with that ice. People are going to be late. So what's our motto for tonight? Don't trip. People are going to be late. Dinner may be late. I know that your favorite aunt said that we're serving at four and then you get there at 3.50 and she is just now putting the turkey in the oven. And it's gonna take that turkey three hours to cook or four hours to cook. Turkey's the one thing I don't make. So I don't know how long it takes to make a turkey. My mom makes all my turkeys. My mom has always made all my turkeys. And as long as she is willing and able, she will always make the turkey. But you know that turkey's not gonna be ready in 30 minutes. So don't trip. People are going to be late. Dinner is going to be late. 
be in Colossians 3 and set your affection just to use that late time, the fellowship with the people you love, catch up on what's going on with their career, catch up on what's going on with their children, Tell them about what's going on with you. Invite them to Flow Church. Tell them about brilliant women. Tell them about MVP. Tell them about marriage ministry. Tell them about the great fellowships we have coming up. The community building team has great things happening next year. Don't trip. People are going to be late. Dinner might be late. It's going to happen. Number two, someone is going to try something new with the mac and cheese or the yams or the greens or whatever your favorite thing is, and it might not taste the way it usually tastes. Don't trip. If you have a favorite recipe or a favorite dish, here's a remedy for that. Make your own at home. So then you will have exactly what you want. And if you are the one doing all the cooking, don't try new on Thanksgiving. Wait till two weeks from now and try something new. Try new tomorrow. Do not try new on Wednesday night or Thursday morning because it's new. But guess what? It's going to happen. It's going to happen. And what we're not going to do, we're not going to trip. I told y'all we're going to have fun tonight. Okay, number three, your brother, your cousin, your aunt, your uncle, your play cousin, your godmother, your godfather, your great, great, great cousin, three times removed, they're still crazy. They, they still do the same stuff they've been doing. We're praying for them. We're believing for them. We're confessing for them. Don't trip. Don't allow people being who they really are to throw you off your anointed game. You are another speaking spirit. You have life and death and the power of your tongue. You have the power of God on the inside of you. Jesus said, greater works will you do. You can speak to demons. You can speak to mountains, but you can't deal with Ray Ray. Come on. He's been the same your whole life. Don't get to your grandmother's house, to your aunt's house, to your cousin's house, to your friend's house. Don't wait for Ray Ray to get to your house. And then you have an attitude because Ray Ray is being Ray Ray or Lisa is being Lisa, or auntie is being auntie. Laugh it off because the blessing is they're still here and you have time to help them uncrazy their lives. You have time to minister the word of God to them. You have time to pray for him or her. Just be thankful that they're still here, but do not sit over in the corner and trip out because they're doing what they do. Do not trip. Stay right here in Colossians chapter 3. Stay right here in Psalms chapter 9. Number four, football teams lose sometime. We are not kicking over tables, flipping over folding chairs. We're not spilling the punch. We're not slamming doors. We're not doing that because your team threw an interception and it was only 90 seconds left in the game. And no, we're not doing that this year. Teams lose sometime. And now I hope your team wins. I don't have a team, but I hope your team wins. But if they don't win, I want you to go back to Psalms 9 and recount all the wonderful things that God has done for you. Your team losing cannot blow your whole Thanksgiving. God allowed you to be here. He provided for you to have food and family. He provided for you to have a TV to watch it on or to possibly even go to the game. You cannot lose your sense of gratitude simply because teams do what they do and teams sometimes lose. Can we disagree that that happens sometimes? Number, well, number one, one, two, three, four. Number five, 
The meteorologist gets it wrong sometime. I know the meteorologist said it was going to be partly cloudy and 50 degrees outside and you woke up and it was 30 and rainy and you had planned on playing football with your boys. You planned a turkey bowl or you wanted to walk the dog or you wanted to do a 5K so that you could earn the macaroni and cheese and earning. I know you had plans, but sometimes the weatherman gets it wrong. Sometimes the weather woman gets it wrong. Sometimes the meteorologists with all of their science and all their wisdom, sometimes, not all the time, but every once in a while, it doesn't work out right. But guess what you're not going to do? You're not going to trip. Number six, this is for all my homeowners, all my homeowners, homeowners leaning in real close to the screen. Guess what? If you're hosting and you're a homeowner, somebody's going to walk across your grass. Somebody is going to park their car and instead of coming up the driveway or instead of coming up the walk that they just want to cut right across your grass as if you haven't been paying to get that grass and that lawn maintenance for the whole year. Don't trip. It's not intentional. They're not trying to intentionally be disrespectful or intentionally tip you and tick you off. It's going to happen. And when it happens, not if it happens, when it happens, I want you to say, I will recount all your wonderful deeds, oh Lord. I'll recount the fact that I have a lawn, that I have the money to get it treated, that I have the money for a lawnmower, that I have a lawn. I am not going to trip. Number seven, your cousin still owes you money. You knew that before you invited them over. You knew that when they drove up. You knew that when they came in. Let's not argue about it over turkey. Let's just leave it alone. The fact that you had it to give is a blessing. Let's recount all his wonderful acts, all his wonderful blessings. Let's recount all his wonderful deeds. And what we're not going to do is trip about the money that you obviously are able to function without. Your cousin still won't owe you the money. That's not going to change just because it's Thanksgiving. Number eight. Am I on number eight? Yes. The kids and the teens are going to want to do a TikTok video. And no, TikTok was not around when you were growing up. So allow the kids and allow the teens to act like their age. And don't try to guilt them. When I was your age, I just sat around and read books. When we were your age, we just listened to the record. We just played records on the record player. And we just, then we didn't need a camera to do that. Those things weren't around when you were their age. Allow them to have a good time. And if you're not a TikTok person, I'm not a TikTok person. I don't have a TikTok account, have no interest in it, but I can appreciate that it might be somebody else's thing and I can allow it to be their thing without making them feel bad because it's not my thing. I am not the standard of all things that are right. I am not the standard of all things that are fun. Allow other people to have fun in your presence without it being an offense to you because it's something different from what you do. Okay, next one, number nine. Some of the food might be cold. I know because remember the people were late. So we were trying to wait for the people to come and somebody walked across the grass and the person who was supposed to bring ice because they can't cook didn't bring the ice. And by the time you eat, the middle of the mashed potatoes are cold. The gravy has a skin on top. The, you know, stuff happens. Guess what? I'm sure wherever you are eating, there is a really special invention there called a microwave. And if they don't have a microwave, and I said it like that, all those syllables, they probably have something called uh, an air fryer 
or if they're a little old school, they have a toaster oven or they have this real big one called an oven. They have some way for you to warm up that food. So if the food is cold, we're not going to have a big deal about it. It's not going to become the topic at the dinner table. Well, now the macaroni and cheese is, is cold because Brenda here came late and then Sheila, here she come. That We don't have to do that. We're, we're above that because we're grateful. We are Psalms 9 people. Let me tell y'all, the people in the studio right now, the camera people, the light people, they are trying so hard not to laugh at me. But we're having fun because it's the holiday season. Okay, next one. Number nine. I think I have 11 instead of 10, but I'm going to do all 11. Your brother, this is number 10. Your brother is going to miscount the cards and cause you to miss a book. That's for all my spades and beardwits people. Y'all know what I mean. He wasn't paying attention. He was watching the game. He was looking at the person missed the field goal or missed the, the catch or missed the pass or whatever. He miscounted the cards. He thought that all the Trumps were gone. There was still another Trump out there and he played his offsuit and y'all didn't get the book. And because of that, you lost the game. That's going to happen. Again, I'm not being prophetic. I'm just a really smart girl. That is going to happen. You're going to laugh it off. You're going to deal another hand. You might ask for a new partner. Maybe not. Brenda just got here because she was late with the macaroni and cheese. She ain't doing nothing. Have her come on over to the table. Don't trip. Don't allow it to ruin your family time or ruin your downtime. Don't, don't do that. God has been too good to you to become a complainer that will cause you to miscalculate his blessing so that you will miss the presence of God. Don't do that. And now the last one, and this is a big one, politics and the like are still a hot mess. The political climate that we have right now is messy. The best advice I can give you is just avoid talking about it. Just leave it alone, okay? Just leave it alone. I don't want you getting into any arguments over political issues and over social issues and over what the Supreme Court did or didn't do and over, you know, what the judges are doing. God has been too good. He has been too good. Talk about that later. Go out to tea, coffee, go for a nice walk and talk about that later. But don't do it at the family Thanksgiving because without hesitation, somebody's going to get offended. Somebody's going to be mad. And I want you to set your heart and set your affection that I'm going to show up and because I'm there, I'm going to bring the presence of God with me. I'm going to bring the anointing of God with me. And everybody in my family is going to be blessed because I'm here. Well, if you're hosting, you're going to pray before people come and you're going to say, God, I'm just releasing your spirit in this place. And every single person who comes here is going to have a good time. So in the app, I'm going to give you a timeline of how to prepare if you're hosting, when to start setting your table, when to do your shopping, when you can make some stuff ahead of time. But for everybody, if you're hosting, if you're going to be a guest, if you're going to have Thanksgiving in solitude by yourself, if it's going to be just your immediate family with no additional people, I'm giving everybody a readiness that starts today. I am challenging you to a seven-day one week no complaining challenge this is your boot camp this is your exercise to get you ready for thanksgiving because i want you to start practicing now so the next thursday you will not be complaining give you and if you are able to and i challenge you to do this get an accounting uh, uh, accountability partner 
And anytime you do a complaint, make it fun. This is, I'm being fun and lighthearted tonight. The studio, they're laughing in here. This is designed to be fun because everything in the kingdom of God doesn't have to be so deep. You all have heard me preach before. You know that I can preach your life change, but this is life changing right here if you allow it to be. So I want you to get an accountability partner. Be honest with each other. And every time you complain, send each other some kind of emoji that you've already predetermined. And at the end of the seven weeks, whoever has the least amount of emojis wins a prize or whoever has the most amount of emojis has to treat the other person to lunch or dinner or something like that. Just make it fun. No complaining. No complaining about the temperature in the house. No complaining about traffic when you're driving. No talking to the traffic. No complaining about how slow the checker is at the grocery store. You go into the grocery store Thanksgiving season. No complaining about parking. No complaining about the young person flying through the parking lot when they see the little kids all around. No complaining about politics. No complaining. No complaining if they don't have any more vanilla in the store use almond, whatever, no complaining for seven days. So that when you get to Thanksgiving on next Thursday, you can be proficient at recounting the wonderful deeds of God. I hope that I made you laugh tonight. I hope that you had a good time, but more than anything, I hope that you have a very practical perspective on why it's not a good idea to complain. You don't want to miss the presence of God because you feel like you need to make a comment about everything. Sometimes you just need to keep your mouth shut. When I was little, my mother would say, zip your lips. She, we would, I was in a store, my mother, old school mother, she didn't do any yelling, screaming. She looked at you a certain way you knew she would do like this. That meant zip your lips, stop talking. Sometimes you need to just zip your lips. You don't have to comment on everything. You know, if you don't have something nice to say over the next seven days, keep it to yourself. Just keep it to yourself because we're practicing no complaining for seven days. And in place of complaining, practice gratitude. Get up every day and say, God, I thank you for. God, I thank you for. And I've been thanking God for movies. I've been thanking God for books. Thanking God for tea. I thank God because I can do ministry. It doesn't always have to be. You can say, God, thank you for my favorite pillow. It doesn't have to always be so deep. Just the little things that you're so grateful for. Thank you for hanging out with me today. I hope you had a wonderful time. This is going to be available in the app under the on-demand section, as well as go to the app. Download it tonight so that you can start getting all the things I'm going to put in there from now to Thanksgiving. I'm, put a, I'm not putting any recipes in there, y'all. I'm a really good cook, but I don't know how to write a recipe because I don't measure anything. So I can't tell you it was a cup of this or a teaspoon of that. I have no idea how much. So I'm going to give you menu suggestions, uh, side dish suggestions, and you can go online and find your own recipe. Or one day you can come over here and watch me cook. <laughs> That's what they were really trying to get me to do with the creative team. They were trying to get me to come into the studio and cook something for you. And I'm going to do that one day so you can see how to do it. But tonight was not the night. But I want you to download the app so you can get all this. Share this word with friends so that you all can laugh and joke about it, especially the family that you're going to celebrate with. Send it to all of them so everybody can be on the same page. And we are not going to trip. We're just going to have a good time. If you've never received Jesus as your Lord and Savior, let's do that tonight. You can turn to somebody that you're watching with right now or hit the button. And one of our amazing counselors will walk you through that process. I want to invite you to join Flow Church. 
We have a good time at Flow Church all the time, not just for holidays. Our senior pastor, Dr. Russell Cash, is an anointed man of God. He preaches the word with so much insight and so much authority that it causes us to do what we call a Flow Church to experience the enjoyable life. Pastor Russell gives us the word in such a practical way that we can apply it and immediately begin to see change in our lives. And so many of you have been praying for change. God, change my marriage, change my job, change my finances, change my health. Well, the answer might be in where you are submitted and where you're planted. And if you're not planted here, come and be planted here so our senior pastor can teach you how to apply the word so that you can see change in your life. You're not going to go from having a credit score of 400 to 800 in two days but if you apply the word you'll see the change you'll see the uptick over time you're not going to go from being 100 pounds overweight to being right on weight in a month we don't promise anything like that but if you apply the word you'll see the change your marriage is not going to be fixed overnight but if you come to marriage ministry on a regular basis and apply what you're hearing you will be able to see the change and so if that's you if you've been praying for change god i want something different god i want something new receive jesus first and then join flow churches this is the answer to your prayer i promise you our senior pastor and i will work together to help you follow christ love others and work on yourself so you can have the enjoyable life and then lastly, I want you to give. Giving is not what we do at Flow Church. It is who we are. We are philanthropic people. We give our tithe and our offering to the kingdom, and we do it regularly and consistently. And in addition to that, because we're a blessed congregation, we give with community service. We do so much. We don't. We have one of our study group leaders text us today and show us a picture of a child that she's sponsoring, that she's gonna be feeding for, I don't remember how long, I'm just gonna say a year, I don't know how long it was, but because she's so blessed, because she's a giver and a tither in this ministry, God has anointed her to be able to now take something that she has and be a blessing to someone else. If you say, I wanna do more community service, I wanna help more people, I'm gonna do that. First, become a giver at your local church and God will cause increase to come on your life and all the other people you wanna help, you don't help them and neglect God's house. You take care of God's house first and then God will cause you to live under an open heaven and will allow finances to be in abundance in your life. And if you've been been here on Sundays, hearing Pastor Russell teach about uh, miracle money, all the money that you need, you won't have to work for it. God will raise up people to just bless you just because they'll send you a check for your birthday. You'll get a cash app, get a bonus on your job. You'll get a dividend, something you didn't even realize you had stock in that thing. You'll do all that stuff when you are a tither and a giver. You'll have what you need to do all the other stuff you want to do. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. I hope you had a good time. I hope you laughed. I hope you're leaving a lot lighter and going to bed with a smile on your face and just a merry heart because you know that you have the ability to recount all of God's wonderful acts. And when you sit down and think about it, even though things may not be exactly how you want them to be in your life, when you give it some thought, you realize that God has been good to you and you can go to bed with that smile on your face. The same God who got me through that, 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 and that will get me through this and keep me from going back into it. I love you. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. Have a wonderful day. Download the app. They put the link in the chat. And I will see you in the app over the next couple of days.